1: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics in Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
2: Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored.
3: Hey, guys, Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Thursday. Hope you had a great week. Uh, excuse me. Almost threw up in my mouth. Great uh, great show at the Irvine Improv last night. Thanks to everybody that came out. So many ALN pod fans. Holy shit, you guys are, are the shit. I think Brad and I got to do a live pod at the Irvine Improv because... Uh, between the two of us, I think we can pack that room out. So much fun. Thanks for coming. Trying to get a weekend there. Last night was kind of an audition for that. And I think we uh, we did a pretty sweet job. So thank you again. And um, man, today's episode, no guest and no Brad. Brad is in Germany on his honeymoon. And we we're going to continue to release some classic episodes. But I thought, no, you guys come back to us every week. Want new, fresh eps. New content, you know. Got to keep up. Got to make the, uh, the effort. So at least for today... Uh, it, it, it's it's just me first time doing that but I think you guys are going to enjoy it I really you know a lot of guys do it um, Bill Burr does it Crystalia does it uh, Jesse McPeluso does it and um, I dig it and I, I never thought I could do it just by myself but um, I fuck man I talk for a living so definitely had a lot of opinions uh, talked about Hugh Hefner talked about the show last night talked about Halloween um, talked about, uh, uh, Brad being in Germany, talked about, uh, me in high school. Uh, it's fun. I, I laughed a lot <laughs> to myself just because it's, it's crazy, man. How, how often do you talk out loud by yourself? There's a lot of, you have a lot more thoughts and opinions than you think. If, uh, if you put a mic in front of yourself and, and, and know that you need to, you know, speak with, uh, entertaining, uh, purposes in mind it was a lot of fun so um so let me know if you dug this you know i might do this again next week or i might uh, get a, a co-host to fill in uh but let me know tweet at me email about last night at gmail.com let me know if this was uh if this was if this was fun um brad obviously in germany on his tour uh i'm sorry on his honeymoon <laughs> on his on his wife life tour called The Honeymoon um, but I, uh, I'm i in LA this week I'm at the um, uh, Comedy Store uh, Improv and Laugh Factory tomorrow night I got actually got four shows at the Comedy Store twice uh, all that info is at AdamRayComedy.com I think it's um, shit uh, yeah, Laugh Factory at 8.45 Comedy Store at 10.30 and I think 11.15 and the uh, Improv at 10.30 so uh, or Comedy Store at 10 and 11.15 Improv at 10.30 uh, Saturday I'm at the Comedy Magic Club at 8 and then next uh, Tuesday Tuesday I actually go to um, uh, Florida. I'm at uh, October 4th, Boca Raton, Flo- Boca Raton, Florida at Florida Atlantic University with Adam Divine. Got a lot of colleges coming up with Adam Divine. You can see all those at adamraycomedy.com. About last night pod, cast.com uh, for all past and present episodes. And uh, the new site and merch is uh, shortly on its way. I approved a couple more site changes today and then we will be good to go. Um, subscribe on iTunes, rate and comment on the iTunes page, and email us about lastnightpod at gmail.com. Your favorite alien moments, where you get it, why you got it, where you listen to it. We'll read some of those on air once the new site is launched, and we'll be sent away a lot of free merch. Uh, I think that's it. Adam Ray Comedy at Funny Brad at Alien Podcast on uh, Twitter. Brad Williams Comic, Adam Ray Comedy at Alien Podcast on Instagram. And I think that's it. Now that we've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with no Brad, no guests. It's just me, Adam Ray. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast. Come on and
2: treat
3: yourself right. It's about last night. Yay! Thursday, here we are. Thursday, um, in uh, in September. I think the last Thursday in September. Because come Sunday, it'll be it'll be October, and then uh, you know that, what that means? Halloween is upon us. Are you prepared yet? Are you going out? Are you getting your your costumes? Is this the time of year where, how early do you prep for your holidays is what I'm asking. Do you go to the stores now and try to beat the Pumpkin Rush? (laughs) By the way, Pumpkin Rush is playing Coachella next year. Or do you go on Amazon Prime late at night and you're like, I'm going to be the first to get the Jared Kushner costume, complete with with email accounts I did not disclose. That's some crazy shit, huh? In front of CNN.com today along with uh, Hugh Hefner, died, Jesus. That happened last night while I was on stage at the Irvine Improv, which by the way, if you came out to the show, thank you. Almost 300 people in a 500 seat room, first time headlining it, not bad for a Wednesday at 8 p.m. Had a great time, really fun show. Um, Trying to get that hour straight, you know? Worked it out, gonna do a few more uh, runs of these, a handful of them, to really get the order of what I wanna do, and then try to show it to Netflix. That's the plan, and I'm pretty pumped on it. Actually, uh, it's been a great last few months of stand up for me, and I feel really charged up about trying to present an hour to them. You know, that's all you can do. You know, they're 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 picking up big names and big acts, but you know, I've been around for ten years doing stand up, and I say the last few really uh, turning a corner, and I feel good about this hour I got, and I'm pumped on it. Now it's just about getting an order, getting a flow, having a theme to it. You know, you want to. You want to have a, you know, at least for me, have a have a story to tell. Um so anyway, we'll see what happens. But it was a great show. But while I was on stage, uh somebody told me that right after. They go, while you were on stage, Hugh Hefner died. And I didn't know how to react, you know? That's that's information you're not really prepped for, like you know, and I don't I don't really know how I felt about Hugh Hefner until that person told me, and I go, my initial reaction was like, No way. And then I go, Do you really care though? You know? But look, anybody dies, you're you're sad. Like that's the end of a life. That's, you know, that's tragic. That's nobody wants to, nobody ever gets pumped when you hear about somebody dying, you know? I mean, I guess unless you're like Saddam Hussein or um, fucking Osama bin Laden, you know? If you got a crazy name and you kill people for a living, yeah, dude, everyone's pumped that you're gone, you know? Um, but other than that, people just die it's never like a a celebratory thing but you know but how much do you care how much do you grieve uh, you know not at all for for me on this one with you no nah, dude prince yeah i grieved greg Giraldo? very bummed rob williams dude so bummed i was i was visibly affected for like 2 to 3 weeks and that was cuz you know i was my comedy uh icon and and my hero you know and, and just the guy that i want to emulate my career after still do so um but Hugh Hefner, it's like, look, the guy created <laughs> an empire out of nothing. It's his story of just how he, you know, you look at things that successful, you go, oh, yeah, Playboy magazine. Oh, yeah, titties, and, you know, turn the page and look at titties. Like, you know, stories and hot girls taking their clothes off and and, a, and an old man living in a mansion fucking all these chicks. Yeah, dude, of course that's something. No, dude, you just start from scratch, you know? It's just like making a meatloaf. You don't just, you don't just get your know, amazing meatloaf doesn't just show up. You know, you got to uh, you got to figure out how to how to put it together. You go, all right. I need some meat, and I need some sauce, and uh, you know that's the base, and that's what Hugh did. He goes, all right. I'm the meat. I got that sauce too. Now I just need uh, some people to work with me and for me. And I watched this documentary on Hugh Hefner recently, actually, which is crazy that he just passed away. I was, I feel like I I know the guy now. But uh he he was kind of Steve Jobs esque where he was he had a lot of great ideas and he was good at surrounding himself with with great people to help him get shit done and that's that's what visionaries do, you know. Is he a visionary or is he a pervert? I don't know. Hugh Hefner, visionary or pervert? Which one which one goes on his gravestone? Pervert visionary? <laughs> visionary pervert? I don't know. But uh super sad, you know. Guy did a lot, get, create a lot of jobs too and helped a lot of girls get careers that, you know, who knows what they would have done. But that's the other thing too. You go, some of these girls dedicated their lives to fucking and taking pictures with their clothes off, you know? So what would they have done? What would they have contributed to society had they not chosen that career path? Had Hugh not presented that as an option professionally, you know, had he not been like, come on over and take your clothes off or take some snapshots of you." of your booty and your your lips and your mouth, you know? And you're like, oh, I see what you did there. That was funny because I thought you meant my lips on my mouth, but you meant my other. That's good. You're funny. You're funny, Hugh. Do they call him Hugh or Mr. Hefner? A lot of questions running through my head right now. But, you know, maybe he held back a lot of, you know, future doctors and lawyers and and these girls, you know. Because I don't, you know. Some of them were straight up stupid. You know, you see some of the ones that were on the the E! show with Hugh. I can't remember their names, like Becky and Nancy or (laughs) Nancy the Playboy Bunny. Nah. Even if your name was Nancy, Hugh made you change it probably. He was like, your name's Sparkle. But it says Nancy on my business. It's Sparkle. Shut up.
2: Okay. Do I get
3: to swim in the pool for free and play with the iguanas all day? You goddamn right you do. So I don't know. But, you know, it's also live your life. These girls wanted to be there. They got a career. What do you do now, though, right? What do you do now? Who's the next Q? Does somebody step in? Is it like, you know, when George Steinbrenner passed away for the New York Yankees, um, his son stepped in, you know, passed the torch. Now he runs the Yankees. Um, so, I don't know. Does is there, a, is there a next in line Hefner? Does the Playboy empire fold? I mean, it's already, I think, been on the decline I think they sold the mansion it was on the market at one point it's one of those things where you're like god if I had fuck you money I would buy the mansion for sure why wouldn't you are you kidding me just have it as be like a party house or live there just I mean it's not a it's you know it's not a haunted mansion if anything it's a it's haunted with great stories of every celebrity you can imagine fucking in every room like you'll literally be in the kitchen making a grilled cheese sandwich and somebody be like Mike Tyson fucked two chicks right next to that grilled cheese you know Hey, you know where you're watching the football game right now? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, got a blowjob right there. Yep, Polly Short that hot tub. You know Brian Williams, the NBC anchor. Yeah, sixty nine to girl right next to your uh, to your NBA Jam machine, which I would have. (laughs) So many stories, you know. That's you want that in a house, you know. I do anyway. I don't want. I want to inherit something that's got. Look, you're going to create your own memories, you know, but what a cool thing to get a house and have it already have a little bit of a backstory and you get to add on to that and then you get to pass the torch if you move out, you know, Then people go, yeah, this happened and before that, like, how cool is that? Getting an all new place is a little too creepy to me, you know, it's like, I don't know. You just it's starting from scratch too much. You want the You want the house to have some character in it and then you add on to it, you know, but so I don't know. Hugh Hefner, rest in peace. Gave a lot to this country, gave a lot to this world, gave a lot of dudes jerk-off material. And a lot of dudes that were, you know, lonely and just like, man, I'm never going to get to see a boob, you know? There's got to have been dudes out there like that. I thought that for a while, you know? When you're a kid and you're just like, I remember being 13 and 14 and just starting to really be like, all right, I'm getting real... Hard when I like look at some of these girls in my class and even girls on TV, you know, when you start to figure out like, oh, sexuality is a thing and like you start to go, this is what I like and I like girls and I want to, you know, you start to see a couple boobs bounce at a at a shopping mall. You're with your mom and you just see a, a woman walking and or running through the mall or through the airport and you see just boobs bounce for the first time. You're just like, holy shit. I want to see that, but I want to see I want to see them now. I want to see the front of the boob. I want to see the side of the boob. I want to see the underneath the boob. I want to see all encompassing boob, you know? How do I do that? So, Hugh gave that to dudes that never got to, you know? Hey man, buy this magazine. Oh, I'm sorry, did you say you wanted to see a boob? Yeah, you've never seen one? No, buy my magazine. Okay, bam, boobs, all day, all night, when you choose. Choose your boob hour, you know? You want to wake up and look at boobs? You want to go to bed look at boobs? You want to just sit in bed all day and look at boobs? That's your choice, dude, because you got Playboy magazine with you. Playboy TV. So much stuff spanned from that. I did a comedy show, the Playboy comedy show at the Palms Casino in Vegas. They had a Playboy uh, bunny come out every show and take pictures with people. And They had a Playboy club upstairs. Crazy. What an empire. You know, you can knock them. Everyone, it's such an easy, cheap shot to be like, "That was the old guy that made young girls fuck him," and, and you know, just to sleep in his house, dude. That's one way to look at it. That's a part of the puzzle for sure. But guy was a businessman. Watch that. Watch the. Watch the documentary or the Amazon series on his life. It's, it's compelling and and riveting and captivating. It's and fascinating. It's all of the, ing descriptive adjectives that you want in something that should be entertaining you know and you learn something it's like again you you can knock them all you want the dude built an empire from nothing okay a a, a business (laughs) what have have you done that have you built a 600 million dollar empire Hugh Hefner did have you seen boobs cool Hugh Hefner has too way more than you how many boobs has Hugh Hefner seen that's a documentary I wanna I wanna do on his life. All the other ones are like Hugh Hefner, a man of legend. You know, Hugh Hefner, behind the curtain. Hugh Hefner. You know, the story of a man building a building a <laughs> building a house for girls to bounce around and show their moof. Their moof? What? <laughs> what is a moof? Nobody has ever referred I think I wanted to say muff. And I forgot. Isn't that so crazy, though, that some people refer to a vagina as a muff? Gross. What is that, a type of dog? I don't want to think of a dog when I'm thinking about a vagina. I'd rather think of a a (laughs) moof. That sounds like something you put on a vagina if it's, like, cold out. You know, almost like a a scarf for a vagina. Babe, it's going to be chilly out tonight. You want me to grab your moof? Yeah, could you? I'm sorry I just like you know how I get it just gets so cold down there yeah I got you that's why so glad we bought this vagina cover you mean my move yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man crazy Hugh Hefner dead at 91 lived a good life you lived a great life Hugh you should not be bummed you know that's one of those things when nobody can say god gone too soon Fuck that! Guy's probably surprised he lived this long with the amount of fucking he did, and probably drinking, and hosting parties, and creating jobs, and scouting talent. Which that's you know, again, you can be like scouting talent. You mean just looking at nude pictures and being like, yeah, put that in the magazine? Again, more to it. Watch the documentary. The dude, you know, sacrificed family and and relationships to to be successful. And it's there's a you know, definitely an, a an aspect of that that you can go wow that's that is a piece of the pie you know jim henson the same thing man i think six kids marriage um all kind of took a back seat to him creating the muppets and 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 uh and these worlds and these technologies and just pushing the envelope and being you know being a genius you know it's there's you can't do it all i think you know you there's, you can find balance but at the end of the day like work's got to take priority and i'm I'm trying to figure that out for myself right now, you know? My wife and kids and just trying to really uh, put all my energy into work. And then, you know, sometimes you, you get a little too consumed and you got to remind yourself to step back and live a life worth writing about, you know? But, man, I eat, breathe, and sleep and drink my work and my business. Because I love it, you know? podcast voiceover, I'm writing movies and TV all the time. I'm auditioning, I'm just like... Stand up three, four times a night, every night, traveling, just constantly, just always more. You know, I'm in a constant state of just like, what else can I be doing? What else can I be working on? You know, trying to get to that sandwich status, get my own production company, get my own team so I can literally come up with ideas and be like, yo, meeting tomorrow at 10 a.m. about this new idea and we talk about it. Maybe we make it. Maybe we don't. You know, maybe I come up with the idea and I go, yo, you guys write that. God, I want that so bad. That's so many fucking ideas. Trying to put a lot of them into motion right now. So, and it feels good to create, you know? It's the whole reason I got into this business. It's what I was doing since I was a kid, you know, making home videos for, for school projects, you know? Amazing, making school project videos just to get out of doing the work. And they were pretty good, so my teachers were like, hey, nobody else is doing that shit, so, you know. I remember for one, uh, for one project, it was a freshman year of high school. And I'd been making videos in seventh and eighth grade with my buddies Kirk and Luke. We'd make home movies in Seattle, you know? It rains a lot, you stay inside. That's why we got so many great basketball players from the uh, Northwest, because you're indoors. You get something you can do indoors and get good at. And, uh, you know, we'd make these home movies after school, on weekends, uh, just the crazy shit. And then we'd rewatch them and just laugh our asses off. We thought we were so funny, but we... It wasn't stupid stuff. We all had very creative, like, we were acting, we were, like... We'd rehearse stuff and then do it and like edit in tape, you know, on those big uh, camcorders and and we all like we would laugh watching, but we would never break when we were doing it. So it was like we <laughs> and we would just improvise everything, you know? And everybody had their own defined personality and, and style and and we were just all very supportive, which is like, Man, that's what you need when you're starting out. You know. So it was fun because we all thought each other were so funny. And there was no it was there was no like, I wanna do more on that one, like let me be the star. If any of that happens, it's done. You're over with, you know? You're not going to move forward. But if everyone's just like, let's make the funniest shit we can. Dude, home run. Look at Workaholics. The give and take, the uh, the camaraderie, the, the selflessness of just like, yeah, I don't have to have the funniest line. This episode doesn't have to be about me. Let's all, we can all, there's a, there's enough pie for everybody. So freshman year of high school, how to do a book report. You know, you read a book and then you, uh, Give a report on it. I think a speech in class. I didn't want to do that. I want to make a video. I also didn't want to read the book. <laughs> Still, I'm not a huge reader. But uh, this one, <laughs> I was like, I got to at least read something from the book. I got to at least know a little bit of what I'm talking about. So the book was called Summer of the Monkeys. And I read the back of the book. And that's about it. And the video I did for Mr. Barker, my freshman year high school teacher, Mr. Barker, one of the best teachers I've ever had, quite honestly, Um Very sweet gay man uh, who, if his breath reflected his teaching, he would have been kicked out um, of the school system, of the uh, Shoreline School District. But, you know, teaching, great teaching Trump's, um, you know, Trump's, you know, great breath. So, you know, he, I don't know if it was that he necessarily like ate farts, you know, but There was something going on. Maybe, you know, halitosis is a real thing. There was a comedian. I won't say his name, but he had halitosis. And uh, he's not in the the comedy world anymore. But, man, it was tough to talk to him. You know, you get real close. And certain words just, like, gave a little extra oomph in the breath region and just blew that shit right into your nose, mouth, eyes. My eyes watered one time because I think he said the word panini. And I fucking (laughs) just was like... (coughs) and my eyes my eyes started to, I started to cry I started to cry because he said the word panini with a little too much p- panini and the N and the P and the N just gave a lot of like right into my eyes and they started to water my eyes were like fuck this dude we can't take it we're watering hopefully he sees that and it prompts some sort of change in his lifestyle and the way he can, conducts his, his his mouth activities so anyway Mr. Barker was very down for this when I go hey man I'm gonna do a video for my book report he goes okay I can't wait to see what happens I was like it's gonna be great don't worry so I read the back of Summer of the Monkeys and I go to my friend Jonathan Stevens' house and I go hey I'm gonna do a fake talk show will you film this for me and be in it he goes hell yeah John was the best we made a lot of home movies together now he works in New York on all sorts of films and TV shows and uh (laughs) <laughs> quick side note Jonathan Stevens and I used to go to Mariner games with Adam French and Chris DeLeon after school at the Kingdome in Seattle every summer every a lot of school days we would go after school right we would take the bus from Albertsons and Lake Forest Park where I grew up uh, take the bus all the way down to the Kingdom. dropped you off right next to the Kingdom. we would take the bus at like 5, 5.30 get down there at like 6.30 go to a game at 7.05 take the bus back somebody's parents would come pick us up at the Albertsons at like 10.30, 11 go home go to school the next day the shit. Jonathan Stevens went to at one point 42 games in a row and he was four, and he brought this little domino's no, a pizza hut cheese packet. A pizza hut cheese packet. He for whatever reason had it, he had like left it in his pocket and like 10 games in he was like, "Oh shit. I still have this cheese packet." So he started you know, he had it like in his wallet or something. I think he just put it in there after one game and then he kept winning. Next thing you know, he's 42-0 and with the cheese packet. And he had tallies on the cheese packet. He would mark, like, a win every time. And he first time we went to a game together, seventh grade, he goes, Hey, man, I'm bringing the cheese packet. Don't fuck this up. I haven't gone to a game with you before. I don't know what sort of mojo and energy you bring to the kingdom and the Mariners winning chances, but I'm 42-0 and with this cheese packet. Don't you fuck this up. And We lost. <laughs> we lost. And he was 42 and 1 with the cheese packet and he was visibly upset. Like on the bus ride home he like wouldn't talk to me and he's like oh, I can't I can't believe I can't believe, I, I can't believe we lost. I'm like, yeah, dude, we lost. Oh well. 42 and 1, still a great cheese packet record. It's like fuck, dude. Should be 43 and 0. I'm like, also, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? 42 and 1 with a cheese packet is what we're talking about what you're talking about doesn't even matter, you know. Pizza Hut was not going to give you free pizza for the rest of your life and some commercial deal if you went 50 and 0, you know? Although maybe they would have, I don't know. If he had gotten like 100. How do you pitch that though, you know? You just call up Pizza Hut and go, "Look, I've brought in this packet every to every game." It's not like he was getting attention at the stadium. He wasn't like a a fixture or a staple of the Seattle Sports World yet. Nobody knew about it except for our friends so, at what point do you hit a Pizza Hut and go, "Yo, you know, we didn't have social media. You couldn't tweet at Pizza Hut. At Pizza Hut, fifty and oh with the cheese packet. Where's my commercial? You know, where's my uh, where's my free personal pan pizza? That was so dope when they did that. They had a Scholastic Book Reading Club. I think if you read like nine books, you got a free pizza. They're like, "Hey, fatty, here's a fucking pepperoni, a personal pep. Yeah, fat fuck." I love Pizza Hut, still do. Haven't had it in a while, but that's a free shout out. You guys seem to always get it, get it right. Uh, So, Summer of the Monkeys. Jonathan Stevens at his house. Okay, and uh, I go, hey, uh, welcome to the Adam Ray Show Uh, tonight. We're we have the star from the movie Summer of the Monkeys, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You know, and then he just is behind the camera going, woo yeah. He's the studio audience. (laughs) I think we put in some sound effects of some uh, crowd cheering. And then I go, of course, Summer of the Monkeys is a great tale about a, a young boy, Matthew, who takes a, a summer vacation out to the wilderness, but gets lost from his mother and, and has to fend for himself amongst the, the wilderness and the nature that God presented to this wonderful, wonderful world. And in doing so and being by himself and learning a lot about who Matthew is as a 12-year-old boy, he stumbles upon a, a crew of monkeys hanging out in a tree. He befriends them. They become best friends. And he spends the rest of the summer with them. Hence, Summer of the Monkeys. Let's now take a look at a clip. Oh, no. Then I would bring on Jonathan, my friend Jonathan, as Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who played Matthew in the movie. And he comes out and go, So what was it like working with the Monkeys? And he goes, Oh, man. It was great. You know, it was great. The, uh, they're, they were great. You know, uh, Baron, Stacy, uh, you know, never thought I'd be friends with Monkeys, but they're super chill. They're very professional on set. And, you know, we shot in Hawaii, which was great because I had never been there. Oh, you never been to Hawaii? No, it was great. Beautiful island, you know. And uh, as we all know, the, you know, monkeys are, um, you know, we're, men Men come from monkeys. So it was, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm doing character research. Like, how how much are we really alike each other? And that's what the movie shows. It shows how much we are alike each other. I go, that's great. Let's take a look at a clip. And then we cut to a shot of Jonathan in his backyard. And we zoomed in on some bushes to make it look like it was kind of like in the woods And Jonathan just opens up one of the bushes and turns back to the camera and goes, where are the monkeys? And then it cuts back to me and I go, wow, wow, what a great clip. That movie looks unbelievable. (laughs) I got a B. I got a B. Not a B minus, not a B plus, a B. Not a C, not a D, not an A. Wasn't looking for an A. Was looking for a B. I was looking for a pass, you know? Would have taken a C. Wouldn't have been pumped on it. My mom would have been pumped on it. I also would have taken offense to it and been like, oh shit, the video must have sucked because a C just means, oh, you you did it. You, you, you attempted. But a B means like, oh, he thought it was pretty good. A B is pretty good. A C is, oh, you did it. You tried. If you got straight Cs, you're a piece of shit. Anybody can try. Make it your own though, you know? And that's what I did. It was somewhat creative even though it was like not the best. And he knew I didn't read the book. I remember he made up... <laughs> He made me come up in front of the class after I presented the video and answer questions about the book. And nobody, you know, kids are shy. Maybe a couple of kids were like, "So, did he stay with the monkeys all summer?" And I was like, "Yep, all summer." You know, easy questions, easy answers. What did he reunite with his mom again? You betcha. Yeah, she uh, she came back at the end of the summer and and said, "I knew you were out here, but I wanted you to stay and uh, learn about yourself." So, and then my teacher would be like, "Um, so the mom just." knew where the son was and was devastated that she had been separated from him, but then saw that you were – saw that the, the the boy was with the monkeys and decided to let him stay there and live with them for the whole summer and not come back and rescue him, and she just trusted that he wouldn't be ripped to shreds by the monkeys. Um. Yeah, no, well, that's a great point, Mr. Barker, and thanks for bringing that up. Um. No, the mom, uh, she she saw that they were be she saw they were being friends. You know, she like she it was one of those things where she like you know, peered down over one of the trees and saw him like uh playing kickball with the rest of the monkeys, and so she's like, Oh, he's having fun. These are new friends that he's made. So I'm gonna go home and uh and make some some meatloaf, you know, and uh and see if I can't get into a Hugh Hefner magazine. <laughs> Oh man, making videos for school projects—the best. I miss it. If you're a kid out there listening, do that. Always, always do something that that they're not expecting. You know, this day and age too, I, I would assume that kids are just getting real creative. Hopefully, you know, with the amount of technological resources at your uh, at your disposal, you should be making videos for every project. I remember I took a video production class my senior year of high school uh, in 2001, and Even that was like so new, man. Just the idea that we were going to, spending the whole class to shoot and edit stuff was so fun to me. But it was also like, got so archaic, you know? Now you just, I mean, God, the fact that people are like having entire YouTube channels just through their fucking phone, that's crazy. I just saw something on Jimmy Kimmel, these girls that make slime. They have 1.6 million followers. Videos of them just making homemade slime. What the fuck? My nieces watch videos of kids playing with toys, you know? Millions of followers and subscribers. Millions of dollars they're making. Hey, my name's Caleb, and today I'm going to play with my new um, uh, Nerf Bone Arrow. So,
2: let me just see. Let me just... Sorry, I have a breathing problem. <laughs> and so, uh, so I'm going to put my Nerf Bone Arrow... So, so, just be aware. First of all, you put your arrows in like this, and then you pull back the string and then, and then you shoot it and don't shoot it at an animal because it's just it's just foam so you don't the, the animals don't know that it's foam and they'll freak out and you don't want to give like a squirrel a heart attack you know and so you put the Nerf arrow there and then you pull a string and then you release and, and, then that's, and that's how you play with it so tune in next week when I'll teach you guys how I'm going to play with the
3: bouncy ball it's like what kids watch that shit And these kids make so much money. And I'm trying so hard to do all these other things and just a tenth of what they're making. But you know what? A more satisfying life. You know, I like doing doing what I'm doing. Enjoy my life out here. Although I would move. I'd move if a really dope job presented itself. You know, that's what you do. You, uh, You establish yourself in a place, you get going, you get some momentum, get some buzz dip your hand in a bunch of different pools and then when a cool opportunity presents itself and you get it you go like my boy chris red who just got cast on the new season of saturday night live wow big ups to chris red former guest of the alien podcast friend of mine dear friend of mine one of the first people he fucking met in la and i was like dude you are gonna be a star <laughs> just so charismatic enters a room with just like takes it over you know one of those dudes that just on and off stage comes in you go oh hell yeah this guy's got energy he's smiling he's pumped to be here really like Chris Redd really pumped for him you know Melissa's coming back on the show which is great Beck and Kyle of course Pete Dave Edson Leslie Jones it's a good good crew they got SNLs. you know they always go through their ups and downs but right. I feel like they're in a good spot right now especially with just this past year Got a bunch of new writers too. Sam J got hired, a friend of mine. She's hilarious. Um, it's cool. I root for it. I root for comedy. You know, I want, I want comedy just to keep being. It's also just like not only for because it's my business, and I want it to. And every time something, when things succeed and do well, you just it helps everybody. You just and, and why would you not want more great comedy? You know, there's so much content and so much so many people trying and there's a lot of bad shit you know in any job there's a lot of people that are just not as good doing it even in people that are high up execs in you know in the advertising world or in the marketing world or in uh, you know financial advisors or lawyers or there's people that have jobs that are just okay at them and they're getting paid a lot of money and they're just okay and they could have been great at one point and then they just go you know what I realize I don't have to do as much as I'm doing, and I can still have a house in Vale and take my family on vacations every three weeks. Private schools, you know, give my daughter a sweet 16th birthday party where Usher performs, and and you know, we fly to Paris on a whim on a fucking hot air balloon made of Wheat Thins and Jello pudding pops. You know, that's that's a sweet life. So there's a lot of people, you know, that are just cruising. On cruise control in life right now. So in comedy, <clears throat> the more great shit we can we can have out there, the better. And it's it's also dope when, when just really sweet talent gets recognized. Because, um, you know, I'll say it. Sometimes SNL picks some people and I'm like, I don't know about that. You know, I know people that have been up for the show that didn't get it and were, uh, you know, bumped by other selections that were made. And I have not agreed with them. Sometimes you get su- surprised, you know. You didn't, know, you didn't know about somebody and they get on you're like, oh shit, they're hilarious. I didn't know who AD Bryant was until I saw her on SNL. I think she's hysterical. I think she's one of the best cast members on the show. Cecily Strong, same thing, you know? I knew Beck and Kyle were, and Pete. I knew those guys well. I knew they were gonna do what they're doing. But uh, Chris Red's gonna destroy. He's gonna bring a really fun energy to that show. And he's gonna own it. Because he comes in, he doesn't fucking, he doesn't lay down. He doesn't, He's not going to take too long to try to to insert himself, you know? He's going to be writing, he's going to be pitching, and people are going to want to write for him. They're going to see what he can do right away and, you know, and they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing that." And he'll be like, "Hell yeah, dude. Let's run with it. Let's go." So really pumped for that, you know. Um So um <clears throat> so I've been doing this episode today. <clears throat> so I've been doing this episode by myself today. Um, which is new. Never done this before. And uh, doing it because Brad is on his honeymoon in Germany um, with his wife, his wife, which he says now. Um, and uh, and I, I didn't want to just put up uh, classic episodes while he was gone, which we still might do next week. But I, uh, I wanted to give you guys something fresh still and something new. And I might have uh, some co-hosts fill in next week. Uh, but uh, still trying to figure that out. Or I might just do them solo again like this. You guys let me know. Have you enjoyed the uh, solo Adam Ray experience for the About Last Night podcast? Um, it's new. You know, I'm trying to figure it out. But I wanted to give you guys something. You obviously come to the pod twice a week expecting new episodes. So I wanted to give you that. Um, I am going to end this episode with uh, Brad... Uh, and his wife sending me a, uh, <laughs> a recap of their first few days in Germany, uh, which I asked him for. I said, dude, I want to know what you're up to. Break it down for me. So I'm going to uh, end the episode with that. Um, but I also, I, I do want to, again, reiterate how great the show was last night in Irvine at the Improv. I want a weekend there so bad. It's one of my favorite clubs in the country. I've been going there since I started stand-up the old Irvine Improv. They just built a new one about two, three years ago and it's a phenomenal venue. They do a lot of specials there. Uh, I think Burt Kreischer did his. I want to say Joe Coy uh, a couple specials ago did one uh, great venue and um, trying to get a weekend there. It's a big room. Uh, they need people to, to draw and sell tickets but we got close to 300 in a 500 room last night on Wednesday and the show was phenomenal and uh, I, I want to play you guys a little clip from, uh, from, from the show last night and um, and uh, just because it was so fun. So this is, uh, at the end of the show, I, I did my hour, like I said, that I'm trying to work out to present to Netflix. And then uh, Avery Pearson, who, who comes on the road with me, you've seen it in all my clips online and who will soon be on the podcast. Um, you know, we do the improvised musical crowd work at the end for about 20, 25, 30 minutes. And last night was real fun. We ended up singing to a guy who was uh, sexting. <laughs> and uh, here's some of that.
2: you texting just now? Hey dude
3: Hey dude, I saw you pull out your phone real quick Hey dude, what were you texting just now? Hey dude Tell us what you were texting, I wasn't texting I was He goes, I wasn't texting, I was sexting <laughs> Yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah That's okay hey. <laughs> By the way, there's no un-fucking-rapey way to say what you just did I wasn't texting, I was sexing. Yeah. Cool, man. We also would have accepted nothing. Sexing? Ooh. 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 I acted like I wasn't turned on. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Nice. Everybody sex sometimes. (laughs) It's the name of a book I'm writing. So what was your go-to move? What did you open with? What was the line
2: of the night? What was your goal Cause it's not even ten o'clock
3: It's not even nine forty-five Or is it But either way Did you just What send? did you say? Did you send an eggplant? Did you send something short? Or was it long? Did you send an emoji? Or a song? Did you show her what did you say What her? did you say? What did you say? What did her? you say? You said, mm, 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 What are you, the mm. fucking Campbell Soup Kid? <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> 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 mm-mm, mm-mm, good. He said, He said, mm-mm, Good.
2: <laughs> She's like, uh, I'm actually busy. <laughs> mm-mm, good. I don't know. He said, It was going great. He I was did- like, He was telling me, like, he was, he was like, Oh, like, I, like, really like, like, fun. And I was like, I'm into that. And then he was like, I can't wait to put a spoon in you. I think that's bad.
3: (laughs) And her one friend that just doesn't get any action is like, you should go for it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That guy could be code for something. What if his dick is shaped like a spoon? Like, you don't know. You don't know until you see that spoon dick. (laughs) At least least he didn't say, I want to put a spork in you. Like that's dangerous.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. So much fun. <laughs> that's just a taste of what uh, Ava and I do on the road. You know, some of these crowds are so fun. And and information like that obviously makes it way more uh, enjoyable to, to play with. So thanks to everybody that came out. And thanks for listening to this uh, this new special app, You know what I'm saying? Hope you guys enjoyed it. We covered a lot. <laughs> more to cover next week uh, Brad's still in Germany it's not like he went to Brazil I'm not that concerned for his safety and whereabouts he's got his fiance I'm sorry his wife Wow wife I gotta get used to saying that uh, who is a black belt so if any German uh, German freaks try to uh, do something weird to Brad he'll uh, he's got he's got defense you know he's got defense so if one of those German freaks tries to by the way it's in Germany where people like it's you know they're very sexual over there and they they shit on each other like they defecate on each like that's a known thing like like Germans I think it's in German porn or just German sex like they're very they're very open about it. like we shit on each other isn't that fucking crazy That's so you know i probably expo- like the girls in two girls one cup were probably german right cuz they were very very okay with the amount of poop that was being exchanged. You know? It's almost like they I wonder if there's certain Germans that are just like, I can't come and tell you poop on me. Fuck. So gross. But, you know, again, to each his own. I ain't judging, man. A lot of bullshit in this world. If you find something that makes you happy and it's not affecting anybody else, do it. But, you know, don't bring it don't bring that topic of discussion to parties. Again, we don't want to hear about your your I can't this I shit you know stories don't open with that don't end with that in a social circle you know I was talking about this last night there's certain times you're in a social setting and people are talking about things and and, you know, if you don't know what they're talking about, a lot of times people to avoid feeling inadequate and, you know, uh, will just yes and whatever's happening because nobody wants to announce in the middle of the group, like, hey, uh, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> That's socially crippling. You know, you just go along with it. It's just like, yeah, no, I know, yeah. Well, like, yeah, anal beads can get pricey, you know, or whatever it is that you're discussing. But, you know, any sort of poop cum German sex shit, don't, don't, don't bring that to the party. You know, don't leave the party with it either. Don't be like, you know, don't hear somebody talking about it and then be like, I'm going to talk about that at the PTA meeting or those have got to be so awkward. PTA meetings, just adults being like trying to affect change. There's always a couple that are just like so gung ho. And then most of the parents are like, yeah, I mean, look, we can get new soap, but also, you know, what time is it? You know, like I'm trying to get to Pilates. Pilates but hopefully a lot of the parents out there are really involved, you know. We do need bigger jump ropes or, you know, <laughs> bigger jump ropes.
2: The kids are they're getting bigger, We just the jump ropes do
3: not fit their bodies. Good point. Good point, Pam. So, all in favor of bigger jump ropes? Like six people raise their hand. Okay, guys, what did I say? We're going to need eight. Can you please get off your phones right now? Steve, can you stop snapchatting this? Sorry, dude, your tie looks weird. Well, this is a gift from my partner yeah prove it Uh, prove what Steve prove that you got a partner what do you want to see pictures of us yeah I mean no I'm not gay nobody nobody said you were Steve I know but I just I don't want anybody to think that because I I like boobs and shit you know I got playboys (laughs) thanks for listening guys rest in peace Hugh Hefner oh and uh have a great weekend you know Go life your life. (laughs) If you don't know what that's from, go back and listen to old podcast. New Kids on the Block Cruise. Saw four girls within the first hour, hand in hand, fall down the stairs on the cruise, drunk. One of them falls down, sprained her ankle looked like she broke her leg in seven different places and her friends tried to help her and she goes fucking leave me alone you guys okay d- yeah no d- I know my leg's fucked up that's it's my leg fucking
2: leg if I want to break my leg that's my leg it's my vacation this is my time away from Trevor and the kids so if I want to go crazy and fall on the stairs and break my fucking leg
3: this is my life let me life my life and I was over in the corner and I was like what did she say let me life my life <laughs> oh my god that's definitely not the 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 saying it's live my life but she was so fucked up she was life my life let me, let me life my life and her friends were so drunk they didn't even question for a minute the validity of that statement they just they went along with it again they yes and it they were just like bitch life your life we're not trying to stop you from that okay we're all trying to have a good time so if you want really
0: to life your life life your life
3: so life your life this weekend be safe see you monday
0: Guten Tag, everybody. This is Brad from Germany. And uh, Adam, I hope you're doing well back home l- holding down the fort for the About Last Night podcast. So, I have another co host. Say hi, co host.
1: Hi.
0: Hello. That is my wife, or as I like to say, my wife.
1: <laughs> yes, <husband.
0: laughs> Uh, We are on our honeymoon in Germany because nothing says romance like sausage.
1: And Hitler. <laughs>
0: Yes, it's putting, us, it's putting us in quite the mood. Uh, just wanted to give everybody a quick update on the trip so far. Uh, started off great. We uh, flew, and I have a lot of frequent flyer miles. Yeah, obviously we flew, dumbass Brad. Yeah, no, no, we took a boat. Uh, I have a lot of frequent flyer model, m- miles, so I upgraded us to business class, and that is uh, quite nice. Um,
1: So good.
0: That uh, we each had our own little apartment, slightly larger than the one I had in San Francisco when I lived there. Mm. And uh, here's something interesting. Uh, So we flew to London, and then from London we flew to Germany. And in the safety video on British Airways, uh, there's Warwick Davis, my dwarf rival. He's just there giving safety instructions about how to buckle a seatbelt. And, of course, me being the dwarf on the plane... All the people are, like, watching the video, and then, and then they look at me like, hey, good job for your family member. Or do you know him? Or, like, I don't know, maybe if if if, if something happens, they just grab onto me. I don't know, but that was, that was weird.
1: That's funny, because when I saw it, what I thought was, oh, so dwarves are normal in this country, so they're not going <laughs> to stare at us. Boy, were we wrong. Still yeah. staring. So much staring.
0: So much staring.
1: I will fight you if you stare. <laughs> Say hello. That's the polite way to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, we made it safe to Germany, uh, jet lag was killing us, I was able to fall asleep, but, uh, my wife, Mm -hmm. uh, you were up all night. Yup. And you were watching creepy German cartoons.
1: No. No, I was watching the creepy German kids shows. Right. It was, oh, oh, and Adam, I wish you were here, you would have loved it, there was a puppet show that I watched. There was a, like, a Jim Henson-style puppet that was this giant piece of toast, only it was trapped in a white room, and there was a disembodied voice whispering to it.
0: All right. That sounds like a that sounds like a really bad hangover or a bad NyQuil dream or something.
1: Mr. Giga Lounge.
0: There's no way for the German language not to sound creepy. That's also what we've, we've figured out. And I know it's kind of a hack joke, but it's really true that the language is just very aggressive. Like, uh... We there's there's Ducktales here. First of all, there is German Ducktales, and Ger- Ducktales is happy. It's it's fun. It's Huey Dewey and Louie. But then in Germany, we are listening to the song. It's like Ducktales, Sieg Heil! And then you're just no. no no no. So much no.
1: And every cartoon there was a robber, and they were trying to beat up and foil the robber. Like when when were Ducktales about solving crimes? I thought it was just zany antics and and coins. (laughs) So many
0: coins. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, German DuckTales was fun. Uh, We went on a walking tour of the city. We saw a bunch of uh, government buildings and where Angela Merkel, uh, which you can't help but say her name in in the accent, uh, where she hangs out, her modest apartment and in her giant office, Uh, Yeah,
1: she rents an apartment in Berlin. They're like, hey, do you want to live rent-free on government property in a giant mansion with gardens and lavishness? And she's like, nah, this apartment's pretty cool.
0: No, I want to live with the landlord in a one-bedroom walk-up.
1: But you'll have servants.
0: (laughs) No, I do not want servants. Can you imagine being the landlord? What if Angela Merkel, what if the chancellor is late on her rent? he to be like, "Uh, excuse me. Chancellor, uh, I know you were hanging out with uh, Trump in the United States and trying to get him back into the Paris Accord, but uh yeah, need your rent money,
1: yeah, realize that you've been on the road traveling internationally for the past four weeks straight, but that doesn 't give you any excuses. The water's getting shut off <laughs>
0: um, but out of all the out of all the uh, landmarks that we saw for me, the main landmark was the hotel. That Michael Jackson stayed at where he dangled a blanket over the balcony. It's It's
1: so much higher than you think it is?
0: Yeah, it's really fucking high. And so you think, like, because you just see the video and you're like, oh, it's like two stories up and there's a crowd. Like, no, it's really high up. And our guide was telling us stories that when he did that, there was a lot of people that fainted.
1: Yeah, yeah, because of the... Did so irresponsible.
0: It's a baby.
1: It's a baby. Now the baby's going to be like, I'm deathly afraid of windows, and I have no idea why.
0: Yeah. That was uh, that was a cool little landmark that we saw. But yeah, we uh, had some great beer, uh, ate some curry verst.
1: Oh, so much verst. Uh,
0: So much first. It was the best, not the worst. <laughs> worst joke ever. Bad um, jokes for the win. Thank you. Uh, we went to a chocolate store that was like a high-end chocolate store, and then of course everyone's staring at me like, oh yeah, the Midget, that's who makes it, but no, uh, it was high-end chocolate store, they had buildings, like little models made out of chocolate, it was pretty impressive, Uh, but yeah, it was uh, was a great first day, now we're tired, Uh, we're probably gonna go out and drink some more beer and party in Berlin, uh, because ain't no party like a Berlin party, because a Berlin party apparently ends at 10 p.m., uh so we got to get out there do our thing. We just wanted to say hi to all the podcast listeners. Hey Adam. Uh missing you and oddly thinking about you strangely too much on my honeymoon.
1: Yeah. We should <laughs> we should reframe.
0: <laughs> but uh hope you guys are all having fun back in the states. RIP Hugh Hefner and uh we will talk to you again soon. Thanks Bye. guys.
2: Bye.
3: subscribe on iTunes podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron